The fifth step of the Fairmouth method is be a hunter. Lately, I've really been trying to hunt for meaning and purpose during these challenging times with COVID-19 upon us, not only for myself, but to impart understanding and meaning for my many clients and candidates who are trying to cope with reductions in staff, job losses, and changing identities. This step, though, really leads me back to the first step of the Fairmouth Method, which is do a self-inventory. In searching deep inside of myself, it led me to the words of wisdom my sweet grandmother always imparted, which was, less is more. The origin of the phrase, less is more, is a 19th century proverbial phrase credited to Robert Browning's poem, which later was made famous by the architect Ludwig Mies van der Rohe in reference to his simplicity of style and beauty of it. Not having so much going on in the design of structures allows one to see the creation of the building and its beauty. When we are able to strip away the excess and what is not necessary, then we are able to see the value of what we have. As we simplify our lives and surroundings, we have a much better gauge of our value. Maybe we can all translate that into how, when we change our thinking on this matter, we are able to see a different kind of beauty within ourselves that is not so much tied to stuff, possessions, titles, and material things. That's not to say that trying to become our best self and seeking to improve and grow and contribute to the world isn't a good thing. It is, for sure. In my 30-plus year career as a personnel consultant, I've been dedicated to helping people find the best jobs that compensate them well, have potential for growth, and allow them to contribute their talents to the world in a meaningful way. Maybe, though, in these difficult times, we're able to come to an appreciation of a new way of looking at things, and, in so doing, we're able to craft a new way of being that allows us to grow in a different direction. A new direction that even if our previous identities have changed, for example, loss of a prestigious job title, not able to afford to go out to that fancy restaurant because money's tight, and the fear of being in a crowded place is too risky these days, etc. When we are changing our thinking on this matter, we free ourselves to pursue a life worthy of esteem and respect and are not restricted to only a life we used to know. We can improve our self-worth regardless of our net worth. We don't make judgments about our own life value by the possessions we own, the wages we earn. The wages we have earned in the past have provided for our lives, but they do not define our lives. There's a newfound importance on our self-worth where we shift our focus on our true intrinsic value. While high-paying jobs can provide extras, we really have to evaluate what's really important in our life and what becomes a filler. Those fillers do not provide happiness, self-worth, and healthy self-esteem. Consider the following steps to improve your self-worth, regardless of your net worth. Number one, live a life strong with integrity. 
that's so, so important. There's no greater feeling than to look at yourself in the mirror and really like what you see. Make sure your dealings with others are always filled with strong integrity. Always give more than you take. Number two, cultivate worthwhile endeavors. There's no limit to the amount of love and consideration you can show others, the amount of hope you can spread, or the amount of encouraging words and advice you can speak. Cultivate these things in yourself and in, in plentiful supply as they will be well received and remembered. Number three, take calculated risks to expand your sense of self. If there's a job description that isn't a direct match, but will utilize your transferable skills, apply for it. Make sure in so doing, your keywords in the resume reflect those transferable skills so that resume is more likely to be uh, looked upon and, 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 and uh, taken in. Number four, don't be afraid to take a step down now, to take a step up later. Don't get hung up on what's been. Uh, realist, be realistic about what is. If you have to take a job that you consider beneath you to pay the bills and provide food and benefits for your family at a reduced salary, it's only temporary, so do it. When things turn around and a prospective employer sees that you did what you had to do to survive, they will applaud you. It's the people with the big gaps in their resumes during these tough times who will have a harder time explaining their reasons than those that hustled. Number five, live courageously. Find the mental strength to accept new challenges without regards for the fear that may lie beneath it. If the prospective new job might involve new challenges, do what you have to do to be able to take them on. Take a course. Talk with a friend that's done it. Do what's necessary to give yourself that chance to live courageously. Number six, be humble and kind. Didn't Tim McGraw write a song about that? Yeah, I think he did. Anyway, call that old boss who gave you that great promotion and tell them how much you learned working for them. Show gratitude every chance you get. Don't forget to call your mother. Check on her. And don't forget that persnickety Uncle Bill who always makes you crazy. He might need some help in these tough times right now, of course. Virtually, of course. Hunt for what you can do now to prepare for your future. Your true self-worth is really up to you. Don't allow your life's purpose to only be caught up in the acquisition of material things. It's in the doing of those things that might be considered less that might end up really being more. Thank you. My name is Marianne Fairmouth. I'm the author of Revolutionary Recruiting and I'm a career consultant. You can learn more about me at my website fairmouth.com. Thank you so much, Kevin Price. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>